Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 92, Yoga for Birth Preparation. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello, hello. Thank you for listening in to the podcast today. It is me, Brie, here to chat to you some more, but don't worry if you are sick of listening to my voice. I have a guest for you today, and you are going to love her. Her name is Sarah, and she is the true expert on yoga for birth preparation. That is not my area of expertise, and so I am so happy that Sarah agreed to come on and share her top three tips with all of you for using yoga, utilizing yoga yoga (laughs) to help prepare yourself for birth. So I will leave time for her to share with you. But I wanted to share a little something with you first. I wanted to share with you this cool study that was done and it was called the effects of yoga on the delivery and neonatal outcomes in Nolaparis pregnant women in Iran, a clinical trial study. So if you just listened to that title and you were like, what, (laughs) let me break this down a little bit for you. First, Nola Paris means, um, a mom who's having her first baby. Okay. She's never had babies before. So this was a small sample study. It only looked at about 70 pregnant women, but what they found was kind of some cool results. So they took these 70 women And by the way, I'm going to link this study in the show notes if you want to go and look at it yourself, but I'm going to kind of just break it down and tell you exactly what they found. So these 70 pregnant women, they taught them Hatha yoga. Okay. I don't know the different types of yoga to tell you the truth, but they taught these 70 pregnant women, um, yoga. They, um, split them into two groups. They drew from a bag containing two balls. So they either drew a red ball or a blue ball. They gave them a questionnaire about their pregnancy, about delivery, about neonatal outcomes. And the only intervention that they used in this study was, um, some of the women did yoga during um, their pregnancy, they started at the 26th week of gestation and they continued the yoga through the 37th week of pregnancy. So the women that did do the yoga, they practiced twice a week, each session lasting 75 minutes and everyone received routine prenatal care. All the pregnant women received kind of just that normal, you know, prenatal care that you would expect to receive during your pregnancy. 
So one reason that they chose this group of women is because the rates of episiotomies in Iran, and I did not know this before I read this study, but um, the rate of episiotomies in Iran is very high. Plus pregnant women in general don't just move around as much as they used to. In fact, this study specifically says that about 60% of women when they become pregnant also become sedentary, <laughs> which sounds like you are sitting on the couch all day, right? <laughs> I don't know what the exact definition of sedentary is, but again, it just means that you are not moving around. You're not as active um, as before. You live a more sedentary lifestyle. So why is this a problem that episiotomy rates are so high in Iran? Why is it a problem that women don't move as much during their pregnancy? Well, in the study, they kind of talk about how episiotomies have high side effects, such as delayed wound healing, increased risk of infection, fatigue, insomnia, difficulty in sitting and holding your baby, decreased sexual function, impaired emotional relationship between mom and baby. I mean, that's a long, heavy list, right? <laughs> they also talk about how exercise during pregnancy um, is a really high priority um, in how your results are going to turn out for both you and your baby. So we can look at this and say, okay, so exercise is great, but what kind should you choose? Of course, yoga is one option and it can be a great option. Um, they talk about in this study, how yoga during pregnancy allows pregnant women to make connections with their mind, body, soul, and fetus. So, you know, all the like high fitness and bar that I was doing during my pregnancy, um, it was super great. I loved it. It kept me moving. It kept my muscle strong. It kept that muscle memory going. Um, especially while I healed after giving birth and I wasn't able to go to those classes at all for six weeks. But you know what I actually wish I would have focused on a little bit more looking back is more of that mind, body, soul, fetus connection. Um, I think that could have helped with a lot of things, you know, looking back, I think it could have helped me um, go into labor on my own a little bit easier and not have had such a long, hard labor and also, as I've talked to a lot of people who work in the body work area, they talk about how you hold fear in your hips and my hips are what got so messed up during my pregnancy. <laughs> so, all right, let's get back to the study. So with yoga, um, they love how it only not helps you physically, but also psychologically. They found that improves muscle strength, memory, sleep quality. It helped to reduce pain and depression. Um, that's a lot of really important things when you're going through pregnancy and postpartum, those are a lot of big things. And the reason why is because that yoga usually uses a combination of mental exercises, meditation. It uses various types of deep breathing, stretching, relaxation. These are all such good things to do while you're pregnant. Um, some other benefits, um, are that you will develop stronger, more flexible muscles and joints. If you do yoga in your pregnancy, it helps reduce your risk of preterm delivery, hypertension due to pregnancy. And it also helps 
to avoid things like IUGR, if you've heard of that, it's um, short for intrauterine growth restriction. And also yoga is just non-invasive and it really doesn't have many side effects that you need to be nervous about. So basically what I'm telling you from this study, um, what the study shows us is that um, yoga can help um, reduce your need to induce labor. It helps reduce your chance of having an episiotomy. Um, it helps re reduce, um, how long your labor is. And it also helps you to just have a normal birth weight and deliver at the appropriate time, you know, between 37, 38, 39, 40, 41 weeks. These are all great normal times. So, I really love that study because again, I thought, oh my gosh, yoga would have really helped me focus more on that mind body connection, which is something that I could have used a little bit more of in this last pregnancy. So if you are listening to this and you are still pregnant, you are going to absolutely love what Sarah has to teach to you today. Or if you've been planning on becoming pregnant again in the future, you're going to want to save this podcast episode. You're going to want to connect with Sarah. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit more about where to learn from her after we hear from her. But first, before I turn the time over to Sarah, I want to tell you that most likely at the time that you're listening to this podcast episode, especially if you're listening to it, um, at its release date, my personalized pumping plans are currently closed. I am spending some time with my family. But if you are planning on returning to work this year and you would like to be able to transition seamlessly between breast and bottle and still have a rock and milk supply, even when you have to be away from your baby at work, I would love to make a personalized pumping plan for you. If you just grab, um, if you get on my email list, I'll let you know when those pumping plans open again, I have made hundreds of pumping plans. I seriously love making them for families all over the world, but especially for families here in the United States, because a lot of families have to return to work very, very soon after delivery. It's not like other countries where we get an entire year or even two years off from work after delivering a baby. No, we're lucky to get 12 weeks here in the United States. So I would love to help you with that. Just check out my website, breezybabies.com. And without further ado, um, I'm going to turn the time over to Sarah, but first of all, let me just tell you a little bit about Sarah. She teaches group yoga classes and private yoga ses sessions. She lives in New York city. And so it's so fun to actually watch her on Instagram because she is doing yoga up on what looks to me like a rooftop, uh, area of maybe their apartment where they live in New York city. And it's just really cool because that's nothing like where I live in Northern Utah. <laughs> it has a very different look where, you know, I work out. So it's really fun to watch, but she is a wife, a mother, a longtime yogi. She loves to teach. Um, in her bio, she says she's a certified yoga teacher. She's trained with yoga with Carson Academy, 200 hours. Sounds like a lot of training. 
Um, and she also has a special um, certification for pre and postnatal yoga. So she shares tons of useful things on all things pre and postnatal yoga on Instagram. And you can practice with her both in person on and online through YouTube, live classes or private yoga sessions. So she truly is the yoga yoga expert, not the yogurt expert. <laughs> so here we go. Here's Sarah. Top three tips on yoga for birth preparation. Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah Almodovar, and I'm a 200-hour certified yoga teacher with a specialized training in pre- and postnatal yoga. I live in New York City with my husband, toddler, and a newborn, and I teach yoga both in person and online. My mission is to empower moms through yoga to overcome fear and self-doubt in pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. One of my absolute favorite topics to teach is yoga for birth preparation. And that's what Brie brought me on to talk about today. So thank you so much, Brie, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And let's jump right in. In a nutshell, yoga for birth prep is all about cultivating that mind-body connection, practicing both strength and relaxation, and learning endurance and surrender. Let's break that down a little. So first, cultivate the mind-body connection. So here are the basics, okay? Yoga has taught me the beauty and the discipline of the mind-body connection, something that plays a key role in a positive birth experience. If the way I think about birth is rooted in fear, anxiety, or doubt, my body will brace itself against those negative thoughts and resist the process of labor. But if I fill my mind with thoughts of acceptance and peace, I can actually help the process along. One of my favorite birth mantras is, every contraction brings me closer to my baby. If we take something as fundamental as a contraction and rework our thinking and even our language around it, we can completely change our experience through labor. Listen to this quote from one of my favorite prenatal yoga books, Yoga Mama by Linda Sparrow. She says, the intense sensations you feel during labor are what your baby needs to move out of your womb and into your arms. You rise up to meet the sensation, a much gentler term than contraction, ride along with it, and then release it, visualizing your baby moving toward the pelvic door. Then you rest in the stillness before another sensation arises. Here are some of my favorite yoga poses to kind of help cultivate this mind-body connection. The first one is chair pose. Ooh, I know it's intense. So in chair, you just sit down as if you're sitting in a chair, but you're actually floating in the air and you're going to stay there for a while. It's hard, it is intense, but you can do it. Holding intense yoga poses like chair pose and finding your breath in the midst of that intensity actually helps you to trust your body's natural strength and endurance, things that you'll need for labor and delivery. Another pose I love for cultivating the mind-body connection is goddess pose. So in goddess, reach down to scoop up with the arms as you straighten the legs and then push the hands out to the sides as you settle your hips down bending at the knees finding your goddess pose you're going to repeat that motion scooping up pushing out as you think of all the things you do or don't need for a positive birth experience scoop up trust 
intuition, endurance. Push out self-doubt, distraction, anxiety. I also love the all fours position and malasana for visualizing. So find your all fours or your malasana, your deep squat pose, and close your eyes as you take some deep breaths in these positions. Visualize what it might be like to birth your baby in this exact posture. And you're already practicing your mind-body connection. My next piece of advice is to practice both strength and relaxation. One of the biggest pieces of tangible advice I can give you is this. Learn to relax your pelvic floor. The best thing your pelvic floor can do for you in birth is to just take a chill pill and let that baby out. Many women automatically think Kegels when they hear the term pelvic floor. And Kegels aren't necessarily wrong or bad, but often we practice this pelvic floor tightening without really learning how to relax or release those muscles. I incorporate pelvic floor breathing into every pre and postnatal yoga class I teach. And I have an entire class in my prenatal series dedicated to the pelvic floor for this exact reason. Strength comes from a cycle of contract and release. So practice letting those pelvic floor muscles go. Just remember, inhale, release, exhale, contract. If this is new for you, just know that finding and strengthening your pelvic floor muscles will take time. So be patient. It's always a good idea to visit a pelvic floor physical therapist, especially if you've experienced any issues. And yes, you can and should go while you're still pregnant. A great pose for practicing pelvic floor breathing is Sukhasana or easy seated pose. I like to pair this pose with what I call scrunch and sound. So you inhale as you scrunch your shoulders up toward your ears, and then you exhale out loud, letting the mouth fall open and release any sort of moan or groan that wants to come out. As you exhale, release the shoulders down to a relaxed position. It'll sound like this. So you inhale, scrunch the shoulders and exhale, press them down. And it might sound like this. I know that wasn't the most attractive sound for a podcast, but hey, I know you wanted an example. Vocalizing like that often comes naturally in labor, and it actually helps to release tightness. Side note, did you know that loosening your jaw and your throat can actually help you loosen up your pelvis? So put your inhibitions aside and let yourself roar. And my last tip for you in regards to yoga for birth preparation is to practice endurance and surrender. We cannot control how many hours long our labor will be. Despite our best efforts to learn and practice and plan, we can't control what type of delivery we will end up with. But we can choose to surrender. That's right. Surrender is a choice. This is one I told myself again and again when I went through labor the first time. Resisting contractions like tensing up, forgetting to breathe, only made things harder. But when I made the choice to surrender, consciously giving in to each swell of intensity throughout labor, I found the strength and resilience I needed. I was able to get through each contraction one at a time. Labor wasn't just something happening to me. It was me and my baby working together. It was me choosing to ride each wave, noticing its beginning and appreciating its end. It was me remembering that each wave brought me that much closer to meeting my baby. 
I like to practice this idea with the combination of goddess pose followed by standing wide-legged forward fold. So the best way to move through each contraction is to surrender to the intensity of each wave. I like to build up that intensity and endurance by holding goddess pose for several breaths and then follow it with a wide-legged fold as a visual representation of laying down my need to tough it out or be strong. Of course, strength and endurance are important, but equally as important is the ability to surrender to the process. Now, once you've made it through birth, congratulations, you did it, you're a beast, it's no easy feat, but there's a whole other journey that lies ahead. Welcome to postpartum. And those early postpartum days can be really quiet and snuggly and sweet, but they can also be really exhausting and blurry and chaotic. There's very little that's in our control, but the one thing we always have with us is our breath. Here's where that mind-body connection comes into play. Try some simple exercises next time you're feeding baby. Maybe a mindfulness minute or just some slow, deep breaths through the nose. See how inviting calm into your body brings calm to your mind and vice versa. Pelvic floor health is also a huge part of postpartum recovery. While lots of women like to joke about how normal it is now that they've had kids to pee a little when they sneeze, please know something as quote unquote normal as this is actually a pelvic floor dysfunction. Common postpartum pelvic floor issues include incontinence, painful sex, and prolapse. And just like postpartum is forever, pelvic floor issues can be forever too if you don't get the proper treatment. See a pelvic floor physical therapist and know that you can get help. And finally, in case labor and delivery wasn't enough of a lesson in endurance and surrender, Welcome to parenting, where you have plenty of influence and next to zero control. So let's practice openness, acceptance, and peace, no matter what comes our way. Remember, in birth and in postpartum, as in yoga, be strong when you need to be strong. Relax when you need to relax. So to recap, yoga for birth preparation comes down to three basic tenets the mind-body connection, the practice of strength and relaxation, and finally, endurance and surrender. I'd love to practice those alongside you. You can find me on Instagram or YouTube at Sarah Jo Almo or practice yoga with me live. I teach classes and private sessions both in person and over Zoom. I wish each and every one of you an empowering and peaceful birth and postpartum experience. So that was Sarah. She was so great, right? Again, her top three tips were number one, cultivate the mind body connection. Number two, strength and relaxation. And number three was endurance and surrender. If you would like some more Sarah in your life, her Instagram is Sarah Joe Almo. I will link that in the show notes. And also if you go to her website, which, um, I'll link that as well. It's Sarah Joe Um, if you use code breezy 50, you can get half off your first group class with Sarah. 
And um, that's not an affiliate link, but it's just a special little thank you for listening in today and go enjoy yourself a fun little yoga class. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful, you're a good friend to all. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.